1: Well, you just heard him. Sunshine today, seventy degrees. You know, first day of spring is Sunday, so we're uh, we're making the break of breaking the grip of old man winter and getting back to some warm temperatures again. To stay that way, hopefully, of course, a frost can't be, you know, taken out of hand until May. So keep that in mind, because what'll happen is Home Depot and Lowe's and all of them start, and Walmart and everybody start loading up with all of these beautiful flowers and bushes and everything you'll you know i don't know all the kinds of dirt that you can buy now it's got all kinds of additives to it and you'll run out and you'll buy it and you'll get ready to work and then all of a sudden cold snap and uh, you'll be putting your plants inside your garage to protect them from the frost and things of that nature so you know I know you're you're like me, you know, you're like pawing the earth like a bull, you know, ready to get at it, uh, but not possible to do that right now. Give yourself a few more weeks, and then you can get out and, and start planting. I am going to go, and I've got a, a big bush in my backyard. I, I planted it. It was one of those little tiny round ones, you know, that you buy at um, at one of the, uh, the outdoor places, and the thing is about 12 foot tall now. So I got to get out and cut it back down to about, I think six foot tall would be right, and uh, and do that. But it produces red berries uh, during the the fall, and man, the birds love it. They they just hit it and hit it hard. And then I got to get myself a bird feeder up again. I've got several. I'll put put up some that I can put some small thistle seed in, and that'll bring in the the little yellow like uh, birds that come in, and then they change over and molt out and don't look as pretty as they do in the springtime. But anyway, I like when those are hanging out in my backyard as well. All right, time for us to get to a guest. Uh, Harding University is with us this month, and we've got Ken Turley. Uh, Dr. Ken Turley is director and professor uh, of the uh, MS in Cardiac Function and Interventional Technology or better known as Cfit, C F I T. Uh, it's the College of Allied Health at Harding University, and I wanted to tell you this is something, and we'll get into this with the doctor. You guys are the only ones that have this. Is that right?
2: Yeah, yeah, we're really excited. First, thanks for, for you know talking to us today. But yeah, we're we're as far as we know, we're the first program in the nation, and wow. and maybe even bigger than that. So yeah, we're we're excited.
1: Yeah, I've been uh, I, I read that, and I thought to myself. For the last couple of years, we've been hitting hard with Harding about all the graduate programs that you have uh, available now at Harding and, and a lot of undergraduate programs as well. And it seems to me you guys are becoming like the eastern seaboard of the Midwest. Uh, do you feel that way?
2: Well, you know, it's been we, we have we got some great programs with our PA, physician's assistant and, and physical therapy and and the pharmacy program. And so, yeah, I think we've, we've kind of captured a market for Harding that, that uh, provides a great service for, for our communities and, and for our country in terms of uh, providing greater healthcare uh, training for, for our students.
1: So how many show up to take your, your courses and ask if uh, shoes are necessary?
2: Yeah. Well, um, for, for our program, for, yeah, for for, for, for this one, you know, we're starting out small and hoping to grow, but uh, this, for this CFIT program, we're hoping to start with around 15, um, okay. and we actually have 23 applying at this point. Now, all of won't finish the application process, but we have 23 going. So, yeah, we have to start with 15 and then work our way to 30 each year after that.
1: Wow. It just amazes me if, how many people don't know about all the great educational opportunities there are now in uh, in Arkansas, and you all are kind of leading the way in a lot of this. So why don't you explain to everybody what the Master of Science in Cardiac Function and Interventional Technology, That's a Mouthful, program is all about. (laughs) Right.
2: Yeah, so it's it's a a one-year, ten-month program, and it's a cohort program. So that means that the students, they'll start together and they'll finish together. So there's really no overlap. It's all kind of one group going through it
1: together. Oh, that's cool
2: yeah and it's uh, so it's industry based program so that industry will be on campus on a regular basis working with us training our students um we were just with one of the industries yesterday in, in little rock and and that's kind of unique most or Harding at least doesn't have any of those types of programs so the industry will be working with us they've already we donated they've given us a lot of equipment that we'll be using to train the students so it's a it's directly involved with industry and um then, so and then we're, we're, our primary emphasis of training will be in what's called CRM or cardiac rhythm management. That's basically pa- training students to help with pacemakers and uh, implantable cardiac defibrillators. And then also the other area will be what's called EP or electrophysiology. And so this is where you train the students to to work as a team member with physicians to to do what's called like anatomical mapping of hearts. So they put in these catheters in the heart, and then they map the the anatomical um, area of the heart. And then from that, they can develop electrical maps. So they can see on those anatomical maps that they draw what's going on in terms of electroactivity. And then from that, they can figure out where the problems lie um, and then use like ablation techniques or cryotherapy techniques to actually treat and even cure these uh, electrical areas that are not functioning properly. So those are the two areas that we'll be focusing on. And then we'll also introduce them to other different areas. But that's kind of the two main areas that we'll train these students on in the c program.
1: So is this a new area of study, this this way of going in and maybe being able to treat? You know, I know that the ablation has been going on for some time. I've had some people who have worked for me in the past that they had those problems. And you all go in and use heat and things of that nature to destroy some heart muscle to try to make sure that they don't have arrhythmias and things like that happen is i've talked right. to people who have this stuff and they'll just be sitting there and all of a sudden their heart rate will go nuts
2: exactly right yeah it's not new but it's very growing it's it's uh it's probably and i don't know the exact history with that but i would say started in the you know 70s ish something like that 80s but has really come on in the 90s and 2000 and now the 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 technology is just getting growing and dancing every day and so that's you know we're, we're going to work with the latest technology and the latest training to and uh, to to help them to help the students be as prepared as possible to, to get right into the industry and make a contribution
1: yeah it's pretty amazing that the technology is caught up my my father had serious heart problems when I was growing up in uh, uh, dr. Uh, DeBakey in in Louisville and then down in Houston Hospital uh, was one of his physicians, and it w- and I got to talk to him a couple of times when I was a, a much younger man. And uh, it was amazing how they they said, if we just could get this done, everything we right. have is too big to get in and work on the heart. Now everything is so micro that you can do that, correct?
2: Yeah, that's right. That's correct. And even some of the, like, for instance, with pacing. We actually, there's a lot of development in leadless pacing now. So, you know, so many times you put in a pacemaker, you have, you know, one to three leads in there pacing the heart differently. Well, now they actually have technology that they're working towards. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly where the approval process is, but they actually can put in leadless pacemakers now. So wow. just great advances in technology.
1: This is incredible. It really is. And so with these companies that are behind this, where the university itself might not be able to avoid... Or avoid or, or uh, afford the uh, the technology. The technology becomes available to you, correct? Yeah,
2: n- yeah, no, not all of it, and and more. You know, more as the time goes on. But yeah, some. A lot of the uh, the pacing uh, programmers that, that we've already got on campus that we will be using to train our students and set up a lab. So. Yeah. So they'll, they'll help us out with that. And, uh, and, and, they, and we can get grants through them. Like one, one of the companies I was able to get a grant to get some of the equipment. So cool. yeah, so they, they, it's good for them because um, to get into this field, it, when they hire somebody like they may hire a biomedical engineer or something I don't know, out of, out of straight out of college, well, they train them for one to two years before they actually can get out there and represent the company in the clinical center. And so what the, a program like this will do, will, will cut off a year or more of that training. So companies really like this type of training, and so they that, they want to be involved so they can start getting to know the students early on so that by the time they graduate they'll be able to hire them straight out.
1: That's fantastic. Dr. Ken Turley is with us, and uh, he is director and professor of the cardiac function and interventional technology at harding university. We're going to continue our discussion with him after the break. There's still some really important things and uh, interesting things to talk about. And we'll continue that when we come back, just to let you know, you can go to harding.edu forward slash CFIT to uh, search out more information on this program, but we'll have more information in a moment here on the Dave Ellswick show. Don't forget about East End Towing. They are the towing company that is ready to help you no matter the situation you happen to find yourself in. Uh, Whether it's a private property uh, tow, a public property tow on the side of the road and your car breaks down, or let's say your car breaks down and you're towing your boat. I mean, what do you do in that? Well, the folks at East End Towing, they've got uh, all the knowledge that they need to take care of the car, take care of the boat, the trailer, the whole nine yards. Give them a call at 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849 for East End Towing. Yeah, that's our next town hall, just to make sure that everybody understands that the uh, Arkansas you know, Attorney General town hall we we're going to have, we had uh, Tim Griffin back out of it, and because he backed out of it, uh, no use in having it just with one person. And so uh, we will do Secretary of State, and I know that's going to happen because I've talked to both of the people that are involved, and they're already, and we're raring to go. So twenty first is going to be the next town hall. Make sure you buy your tickets. One zero one one FM, The Answer dot com, and then uh, when you get there, just click on the link, and you can get your tickets. They're only ten dollars, and again, we sell these tickets only to cover our expenses, basically of the uh places that we have these town halls at. Right now they're at the uh, Agapi Agape Family Life Center is is where we're at. All right, uh Ken Turley is our guest, Dr. Ken Turley, and uh, he's director and professor, MS in cardiac function and interventional technology. That's uh CFIT for short. Remember if uh you you missed let's say the first half of this interview, you can go to Harding EDU Forward slash cfit and find out all the answers that of all the questions that I'm going to ask today. I want to move play, move on with the, the doc and talk about why Harding was the place for this program. How come uh Harding?
2: Yeah, well, it, um, I think Harding has a lot to offer that is kind of unique in many cases to a lot of institutions where this could start, but. Um, for, first off, it's a global industry. I mean, it's a worldwide industry. A study came out last year. It's estimated that the cardiac device market in, in these two areas is around $53 billion last wow. year. So it's a huge market um, globally, not just in the United States. And so that's where Hardin's unique, and at least for a school our size certainly, is that we, we have – All 50 states represented and around 50 foreign countries. So we can draw from so many students that can go out there and make a difference in this field, you know, in their hometowns and in their home countries. So I think that's unique. And then also um, we have such a strong, um, and we've kind of mentioned this a little bit, these other programs that we're kind of partnering with, like the Physician's Assistant Program, Physical Therapy Program, Nursing Program. Um, So we can bring in the experts in pharmacy program from these fields, and so instead of us trying to teach, say, cardiac pharmacology, we can bring in a professor that, you know, has a Ph.D. in pharmacology, cardiac pharmacology, and and teach that specific area. So I think that's huge, and we we also have a cadaver lab on campus, so we'll actually be in there, because... To really understand what you're doing with these devices, it's it's important to understand the orientation of the heart and the body and those kind of things, and see where you know maybe the nerves are. So if you're doing the blazing like we talked about, you know you don't want to do blade too much in diff- different areas. You'll you know you'll you'll cut off the phrenic nerve and you, you know cut off the diaphragm use and stuff. So it's important to Jeez. understand it in in depth the the, uh, the anatomy. And so we have the resources to do that. Um, and then we also have undergraduate programs to feed into it, and things like biomedical engineering. We were with a, a company yesterday, and they 're talking about they want to develop help learn how to develop these uh, training modules well we we can partner with our biomedical engineering group and they can actually help us develop some of this stuff so it's hardly has a lot to offer that 's um, to help contribute to uh, training our students well,
1: well That's amazing twenty four minutes after six. How long have you been here, doctor? How long have you been in Arkansas?
2: I have been in Arkansas 25. This is my 25th year. So
1: Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, does, does it amaze you at how, how much advancement you've made your, your, yourself, you know, as far as the school of harding in this field?
2: Yeah, it's been, it's been fun. I, I, my background is, is in um, cardiovascular research from the exercise physiology side. And so, I, but I've been able to, you know, watch and, and be a part of actually the, the development of the PA program specifically, but even then as the PT program came and then the pharmacy program. So, yeah, it has been really fun to see. I really feel like, you know, there's a purpose behind this. Harding is, another thing I didn't say that Harding's unique is that they have kind of the soft skills that are important. I mean, you can have the technical skills and, and all that, but if you can't interact with the patients and the physicians um, you know, at a at a productive and and humble but you know, level, then 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 it doesn't work well in terms of industry partnership. So, yeah, I think Harding students are unique in that they have those types of skills to offer. Well, so it's been fun to watch that and be a part of that here at Harding.
1: All right. Well, let's move on and finish up here on this this interview. How about being industry driven? What does that exactly mean? I this has got to be something that's really important not only in this field but in all fields
2: yeah so um i, yeah, I think that this may be a, you know education college education uh, higher education is kind of changing and i think we all know that and so i think this is a way to kind of adapt to you know students are looking they want something that they know is real and going to have an impact and so that having it in, having the industry involved um creates direct contact between the different companies that are out there, you know, the Abbotts and Medtronic and Boston Scientific and Voucher, BioTri- all these companies that are out there. Well, this helps them to, to be a part of programs so they can get to know the students better before they start even doing the interview process. And so that type of interaction, I think, is is, is beneficial for on both cases because then it allows the students to get a feel for the companies and the companies get a feel for the students, and then um, yeah, it provides just a, a more direct access into you know getting into patient care and and patients' lives. So.
1: Yeah, I, I always thought that this was the the future of education. I mean, for instance, Chesapeake opened up a, a large uh, teaching area in one of the universities to teach uh, their people, the people who come in, about fracking at the time. And they learned all of it from them and went to work for them, in fact, after it was all over. So it was a win-win for Chesapeake, and it was a win-win for the students.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's exactly what we're trying to do here. And I, and, like, and I think, like you mentioned, I, as, as far as we know, we are the first degreed program that's cool. to do this. yeah. So
1: and That's really, really amazing. So what kind of training are the students going to get in the CFIT program? And then uh, go through, I've got three minutes here. Go ahead and tell them how to apply.
3: Right,
2: right. So the, the, the training I get is going to be kind of on three levels. So it will certainly be didactic or classroom. That's traditional things that you think about. Um, And then we will have a laboratory base, and like we already said, the companies have already sent us equipment that will be trained on on the latest equipment in the lab with the students. So they'll be learning in the classroom, and they'll go into the lab pretty much every day. But then there's also a clinical component, so that's what we've been setting up lately with some of the physicians and hospitals around our area. Is the students will actually be working with the physicians, or at least certainly shadowing early on, and then later on depends on you know how much interaction they get, but they'll be in the clinical setting. Um, within the first semester and then a lot the second semester. So they'll get a lot of didactic plus lab plus, um, plus uh, clinical training. So it's, it's, it's kind of cool that way too. And then, um, yeah, so to apply, you go to, like I think you mentioned it, go to harding.edu backslash CFIT, C-F-I-T, um, and then the application process is there. We also have virtual sessions that can, that can um sign up for to get more information where we do online zoom um info sessions and uh and then also my email and our our emails there that they can email us directly and ask questions but yeah it's all there on our webpage so man we'd love to talk with whoever wants to talk about it and we're trying to get the word out it's new um you know i think it's like we said the first degree program out there and so we're just trying to get the word out so people know and then um And we're excited
1: to start it this this August. It's really amazing, Doctor Ken Turley. Doc, I got one minute left. How how does this make you feel to be the guy that's going to head up this program?
2: Yeah, no, it's exciting. I mean, I you know at one point I'd love to share the history, but it it it, it wasn't my idea. I mean, well, I I mean it's my idea, but um, I was just interacting (laughs) with some students in a Zoom call and just start thinking man we're sending these great students off to to do other types of training why you know what could we train this type of technology here and then and just one thing led to another and you know one person knew this person knew this person and and it's just it really feels like god has just kind of put the plan of the idea there and put the people there and and it's been fun fun to just jump on the wave and kind of follow
1: it so all right it's, it's do- Dr. Ken Turley, thank you for your time. We appreciate you. Let's get to the news here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back to the uh, the show with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And I uh, want to remind you about Pat Davis and about your health care and your uh, health insurance and how you can save money on it because Pat can do that for you, save 30 to 50%. Now, he's going to be on my show tomorrow in the 6 o'clock hour, and I'm going to pick his brain here on the air. So uh either be listening live or go back and watch it later, but you should watch it to hear what the man has to say cuz it doesn't matter who your provider is. He can do this for you no matter who it is. Just know that. 30 to 50% no more copays. You get into deductibles. Uh, a lot of you know as well as I do. Um for instance, um, I went over to the pharmacy to fill a prescription on a drug and found out my prescription drug benefit had a, uh, a deductible on it. So the first uh, time that I had to buy a particular drug, uh, I had to pay for it up front, all of it. And it was $600, 600 bucks for two months. And I wasn't expecting it, but it was there. So I've made the deductible. Now, how big does it, what does that mean? Well, now that the deductible has been reached, I only have to, are you ready for this? I only have to pay $50 a pin uh, for this drug. It, it's incredible how uh, the insurance companies work. But uh, Pat Davis can help you uh, surf around that stuff and save a lot of money with his deductible busters. 501-605-6935 is his number. And you can visit him online at your... Health Plan Man. That's one word. YourHealthPlanMan.com. And remember, 6 o'clock tomorrow, he's on with me, and I'll pick his brain for you. And if you want to call in and ask him a question, you can do that as well. All right. Now, if you want to have a government that is transparent, the only way to do that is to have a strong Freedom of Information Act. That's the only way you're going to do that. Let me explain why. You got to be able to uh, be able to send a letter in, or uh, you know, something to ask these uh, governmental agencies to give you the information that you need, so that you can make your decision about what you want to do or what you want them to do. I'll give you an, uh, a story. I found out yesterday that in Cabot, uh, they spend some money. Uh, that is uh, not their website that they have is right under right all 100% legal. However, there's some things that they have that they don't put on the website. And now uh, that we've been told that you got to pursue that in a different way. See, that's getting transparency. That's what you want to do. Well, the Arkansas Transparency and Government Group is having an online conference today starting at nine thirty, and uh, our next guest is going to be there presenting at 1 45 and that is uh, robert steinbach i've had robert's been on with me for years and years now he is the the godfather of foia basically here in the state of arkansas and with that in mind uh, robert uh, Government agencies seem to me that they go out of their way to try to uh, disguise, uh, make it opaque where you can't see real clearly, and uh, use smoke <clears> and <throat> mirrors to keep information from people. Would you agree with that? Yeah, t-
4: um, unfortunately, Dave, are exactly right. Too often that happens. There are a rare exception here or there, but generally uh, government, see, government is like any living entity, uh, be it uh, rats, be it cockroaches. Uh, <laughs> it likes to grow. It, it, odd how I chose those two, right? Yeah. Um, it likes <laughs> to grow. It likes to eat. And it don't like when the sun shines in. Right. Uh, and so uh, we, the people, own the government. That's what it says, of course, in our founding documents. But bureaucrats too often don't seem to understand that notion or don't want to understand that notion because they're feeding on the teat of our tax dollars. Uh, And indeed, as you know, often is the case that local government takes your tax dollars, Dave, and of course your audience's tax dollars, writes a huge check to private lobbyists like the Municipal League, And then that private group that you just paid for, you paid for it, Dave, goes to the state legislature and lobbies for things including less oversight Uh by the government, less freedom of information access by the people. Talk about a perverse, vicious cycle. So I hope people will tune in today. Starting 930, I'm on at 145 uh, for the uh, Freedom of Information Act conference. It's at, like you said, the Arkansas Transparency and Government website. So that's ARKTIG, A-R-K-T-I-G-G dot com. Uh, And it's it, Turn it on. Play it in the background. Listen in. Uh, 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 This is designed for the layperson. Because... The Freedom of Information Act is not for lawyers, It's not for so-called quote-unquote experts, whatever that might be. It's for you and me. It's for for every person. But there are some tricks to the trade, and I'm going to teach you those tricks uh, to the trade at 145, absolutely free. By the way, as you know, Dave, uh, people call me all the time for advice on how to make a Freedom of Information Act request. I'm a lawyer in this state, as you know, licensed to practice, and I give out free advice all the time so you can get in touch with me you know i'm on facebook i'm on twitter my uh my phone number is 501 atty like attorney uh-huh. atty 804 atty 804 get in touch with me you got a your question i'll answer it
1: yeah uh, he's and he's really good Go at ahead. it you're really good at it you and joey McCutcheon are the best at it you lead the way and joey's right there beside you
4: Well, I'm happy to share it equally. Uh, No priority necessary. As you know, I am the author of the handbook. And when I say handbook, there's there's a little pamphlet called handbook. But of the treatise, it's another word for handbook, uh, 600 pages on the Freedom of Information Act, meaning it can be complicated. Now, I'm going to give you the rundown at 145 today. At arctig.com, dot com, but uh, there's a there can be some complexities. That's why. If you got a question about the Freedom of Information Act, uh, give me a call. I've been fighting for Arkansans uh, since I got to Arkansas 20 years ago, Dave, Uh, and uh, I will continue to fight for Arkansans because we need to take control of this government. We've talked so many times on your show that we've got a Republican legislature, but to call it a fully conservative legislature is simply not the case. And so we need to work to make sure that the people have oversight over the government, that the legislature is conservative, and that we pursue the interests of the people. Government tries to do too much. And guess what happens when you try to do too much? You ever try to cook the whole Thanksgiving meal? I've tried it, and including baking the pies. Not enough time. Can't get it done. You need, the government needs to focus on the few things that are the most important for the people and do them well, safety and security. And you need, as the citizen, to check on what the government's doing. I made a FOIA request, you're going to love this, Dave, of the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. What the heck is that? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what it is. They are a group that is funded with your tax dollars. And they give your tax dollars to the private lobbying group, the Chamber of Commerce. I have, the freedom of pursuant to the Freedom of Information Act, one document that shows one time, meaning it's happened many times. In one instance, they wrote a $25,000 check to the private lobbying group, the Chamber of Commerce. And what does the Chamber do? They advertise for big uh, companies like Walmart or whatever. Do you think Walmart needs a chamber to advertise for them? Of course not. Of course not. But you paid for it, Dave. You paid $25,000 for the state uh, through the Arkansas Economic Development Commission uh, to fund a private lobbying group. Oh, by the way, you know what else is in there? Thousands of dollars to go to fancy gala dinners. The AEDC, the Arkansas Economic Development Commission, bought a table at a fancy dinner hosted by, you got it, the Chamber of Commerce. So they go there and they they eat a fancy fish or steak dinner and drink their champagne and then go out uh, on their private yachts. And what do you do? You pay for it. That's what the Freedom of Information Act does for you. It exposes the corruption and the cronyism that goes on every day in this government, including in the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. That body needs to be shut down, and the people who are benefiting from it and who are on their payroll need to go out and find real jobs.
1: All right. Let me tell everybody this address again, and it's A R K T i g g dot com that's a r k t i g g dot com and it's all about foia and Robert will be talking at one forty five so you don't want to miss it you probably want to hear the other presentations too it all gets underway at nine thirty uh, another thing that happens at a little after eight o'clock uh, here on uh, our uh, radio station 101.1 fm the answer is we will be carrying uh, Vladimir Zelensky's, uh, speech to Congress live for you so that you can hear what he has to say to Congress. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick show. Don't forget about PI roofing. They're ready to take good care of you as far as your roof goes. Uh, here we are moving into springtime. Springtime means a couple of things to me. means more sunshine, warmer temperatures and and the possibility of tornadoes. <laughs> that's what I always think about when I think about spring in Arkansas. So if something happens that does damage to your roof, who do you turn to? Well, don't turn to some out-of-state company. Use a, a, a company that's been around for over 20 years, who is known for their professionalism, who's known to back up their product, and that's PI Roofing. Call them at 707 that's seven zero seven thirty five fifty one. Remember what I've always told you: nobody has walked on my roof. Uh, nobody other than PI Roofing. They just put a new roof on my my house three and a half weeks ago. Go to piroofing dot com. Visit them online. All right, we're back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget again, we're going to carry that Zelensky address that he's making. Uh, virtually to the Chamber of Commerce today. It's a joint chamber uh, of Congress. That means that they'll be over in the House side, uh, senators and House members, and they'll be hearing him speak and uh, giving them an update on what's going on uh, over in uh, Ukraine. And, and it'll be interesting for us to find out. And you'll be able to hear him live on the radio here at 8 o'clock, right around the top of the hour. Uh, at one oh one one F M the answer. We we want you to hear that live. So we're going to carry it for you absolutely uh for you to, to hear for yourself. Uh also with us right now, Robert Steinbach. Uh they got this big uh transparency meeting that's going on. Starts at nine thirty today. Arctig A R K T I G G dot com. You should uh, log on and Take a listen. One forty five. Robert will be on and you can hear what he has to say about FOIA and uh, transparency in government, because you can never have enough transparency. You need to be able as a taxpayer, as the person who's paying for this government, whether it's state government, local government, uh, you know, your police department or if it's you're talking about your uh, Senate presidential House Supreme Court. It's all should be transparent so you know what's going on. Uh, that's what kind of sets us apart from, like, Putin, all right? I mean, Putin doesn't let anybody know what's going on except the people that he thinks really, 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 really needs uh, to know. So uh, you you need to be part of that today, later on today. Let's get back to Robert. He's joining us live today on the Dave Ellswick Show. Robert, you're running for – I can talk to you about this today. Uh, you're running for office Talk about what office you're wa- you're running for, and how's your uh, campaign going? You're speaking to a lot of people. Yeah, I'm getting out there, Dave. Thank
4: you so much for asking. I'm running for state house, district seventy-three. That's Little Rock, from uh, Riverdale uh, out to Pinnacle, <clears throat> largely bounded on the south side by Cantrell Highway ten. However, <clears throat> including Pleasant Valley, and that's a new. Uh, a part of this district because of redistricting. So the Pleasant Valley folks are now in my district, and I, I actually went out and met with some folks there in Pleasant Valley just the other day, and the number one issue on their mind is the number one issue on my mind. That's safety and security. Yeah, Government crime. Government does too much, right? Government does too much, and therefore it does most of it not well at all. We need to focus on the safety and security of our citizens. The number one priority. A friend of mine lives in New York City. He says it's a nightmare there. You know, what's it, 25, 30 years ago I, I lived there, uh, maybe even a little bit longer. I, I betray my age. In any event, um, uh, he says it's an absolute nightmare. Why? Leftist policies, leftist mayors uh, that have brought that place into the toilet. And the same thing is having here. I met with this group out there in Pleasant Valley just the other day, and a very uh, smart uh, constituent, would-be constituent, said to me, well, you know, you talk about safety and security. Isn't that up to the, uh, to the city to run the police? And I told her, I said, that's what they keep telling you. But don't. Take the pablum that they're feeding you. Every city exists at the pleasure of the state. They are created by state statutes. And as uh, the old saying goes, we brought you into this world and we can take you out. Right. Now, I'm not looking to eviscerate the city of Little Rock, but I will do this. I, if elected, I will pass a law that puts state police on our streets, I will create concurrent police jurisdiction in the city of Little Rock because there is an emergency, a safety emergency. You know what's going on in Pleasant Valley. You know how many crimes are happening in Pleasant Valley. You can't go to sleep at night. 2 to 3 a.m., people are coming in from surrounding areas and robbing them. They're breaking into the cars, they're breaking into the homes. It ain't safe, Dave. It's that simple. Right here, I live in the Heights area. There was an attempted carjacking. Twenty bullets shot. Both people hit in the car twice. Thank goodness. Not seriously. By the grace of God, not by the grace of the criminals. And the mayor says to them, what? Oh, I'm praying for you. I don't need you praying for me. I need you getting the cops out there. I met with police recently and they said they're, they're not motivated by the mayor. I mean, they're motivated individually, but the mayor is a drain on their motivation. They have one cop per car. They should have two. And we need, in the meantime, state police on our roads patrolling every day. Every day, Dave, we don't have enough safety and security, and that will be my main focus when I get into the legislature.
1: Well, that's good. Crime should be one of the main, if not the main. You know, the safety of the constituency is the number one uh, goal of any elected official. I I always get angry when I hear people who are uh, holding office and they they, they want to raise taxes and they go, well, we want to raise taxes so we have more money for the police and the fire and the EMTs and all that. No, 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 no. you got plenty of money. Just put the money where it needs to go to those places where you, you're keeping people safe.
4: Well, that's right, Dave. And these limousine liberals living in their gated communities are real happy to tell you how you need to maintain safety. Let me be clear, by the way. I think it's at this point, given the horrible state of safety and security that we have, it's smart to live in a gated community. But if you are a lefty, you say, oh, well, I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about everybody, Dave. Not everybody can afford to live in a gated community. I don't live in a gated community just because the area I live in doesn't have such a. Thing. The point is that we need safety and security for everyone. That's why, as you know, Chris Corbett and I are litigating cases for your rights, your gun rights for safety and security. Mm-hmm. I'm about, I've been about serving the people since I got to Little Rock, right? They, this isn't about a campaign. We filed this suit because Chris and I went down to City Hall, and Chris tried to go into City Hall here in Little Rock with his licensed gun. You know, they told him, you can't come in here. Wait, what? I'm a citizen of Arkansas. I'm a citizen of Little Rock, and I can't go into the Capitol? Nope, not with your gun, but I got a license. We don't we don't honor those license licenses because we're the independent Soviet Republic of the city of Little Rock, apparently. Right. So we're suing them. And you know what they said in response? Well, you know, the employees inside the building are afraid when people are coming in with guns. Hey, guess what? The public's afraid outside. I got to walk from my car into City Hall, and you ain't maintaining safety and security in downtown Little Rock. And then I've got to be unarmed because the people that I pay for, the government employees that I pay for, are afraid of me, a law-abiding citizen, or Chris in this case, a law-abiding citizen, carrying a gun? No, no, no. That's not the person to be afraid of. The person to be afraid of uh, are the criminals, the thugs that are not being uh, addressed by lousy government like mayor, or I like to call him King
1: Scott. All right. We appreciate your time this morning, Robert. Again, A-R-K-T-I-G-G, com 930 today. To learn more about transparency, learn more about the FOIA, and here, Robert Steinbach at 145. Thanks, Robert. We'll talk to you on God Friday what? as we always do here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Coming up, we'll hear from Congressman Hill and Congressman Westerman. Our interview with Congressman Westerman will be a little bit shorter than normal as he's going to call us right outside the chamber of the House. And we'll talk to him as he gets ready to go in and have a seat and hears from uh Zelensky from Ukraine and you'll hear it too live right here on 101.1 FM the answer uh, make sure you tune in and listen in and hear what the man has to say All right, let's get into the last hour today. Got a special two hours coming up. Uh, We'll have the last hour of my show featuring uh, Congressman Hill, Congressman Westerman, and then we will carry live for you from the uh, uh, halls of Congress and over in the House side uh, this joint session of Congress and presentation by Vladimir uh, Zelensky uh, from the Ukraine. And I know that uh, Congressman Hill is going to be there I know that Congressman Westerman's going to be there cuz he told me I'm going to talk about 10 minutes, Dave, and then I got to go in. <laughs> got to find my seat. So, uh, he'll be doing that. And so uh, I want to talk to both of them about this historic address. You know, they're talk they're calling Zelensky now Churchill in a t-shirt. That's what they're saying. If you know anything about history, you know how important Winston Churchill were to the english people during world war 2 and zelensky's doing a lot of the things churchill did churchill walked the streets of britain of london during the blitz and during uh, you know the battle of britain and the big air war that went on between the Luftwaffe and the and the spitfires of that we had uh, on the britain side and things of that nature and the uh, of course breaking the the back of the air force of the nazis and and, and really starting to open the door for us to to uh, get to D-Day and, and to bring an end to that very dark chapter of history for the world. Well, Zelensky's doing the same things. He's letting the people see him. Uh, the enemy knows exactly, basically, where he's at. And... Uh, you know, he's putting his life on the line for his country, and today he's going to talk to Congress. You've got to be excited about it, Congressman. You've got to be excited about seeing this guy and hearing what he has to say.
5: Well, Dave, good morning. It's great to be with you. I, I think uh, Zelensky is a real model for the world of standing up. No one has stood up with arms resistance against Putin in 21 years. He's the first person to stand up with armed resistance against uh, the Russian atrocities that we saw in Chechnya that we saw in Northern Georgia that we see every single day for eleven years in Syria uh, that we saw in Crimea in 14 and now that we see in all of Ukraine. So this guy's a thug and it's it's admirable to find one person in the world who will stand up and rally rally the uh, world to uh, defeat him once and for all, even if it's a Pyrrhic victory in the sense that Ukraine's destroyed. If we destroy Putin, Putin's uh, ambitions, then that's an enormous victory.
1: Yeah, it is a a huge victory. So as you go in to hear this historic uh, presentation by Zelensky. What are you expecting? Are you expecting to hear what you've been hearing about no-fly zones and we need more equipment and things of that nature? Are there things that you would like to hear from the man that you haven't heard yet?
5: Yeah, that's such a good journalist question that that I would expect from my friend Dave Elswick. You know, we we met with uh, Zelensky by video conference on Zoom uh, last Saturday, House and Senate, and We talked then about the defensive weapon needs, uh, the the, uh, aerial superiority, and some of that's gotten better as we've gotten more and more equipment into him. And Congress, of course, voted $13 billion uh, of humanitarian and equipment last week. And that money is being delivered, and that equipment's crossing the border. So uh, I do want to – I have anticipation we will hear something new. Like how do we – what is his view, his personal view of getting out of this situation? What needs to happen next? And uh, it's been 21 days. I mean, you know, people are going about their lives and all, but it's been 21 brutal, destructive days. So I'm hoping that we say, okay, we've got weapons and people pouring in there from Europe and from the United States. What what do we need to do next? What is the next most important thing? So I do have that anticipation, and I look forward to his remarks.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say. I'll be listening. And uh, and I, I'm like you, uh the guy really, you know, spurs me on, to be honest. This is a guy stand, really standing up for freedom. There's no doubt about it. He and his uh, his uh, the men around him and the people of Ukraine are standing for freedom. They want to live a free life, and uh, Putin doesn't want them to have that.
5: Uh, the Ukrainians, if, if, if your listeners don't know much about the history of uh, Ukraine, uh, they have no interest in becoming a vassal state with the Russians. And I, I go urge people to go out on Netflix and watch Winter of Fire, which is when the Ukrainians rose up after uh, the, the uh, uh, fake presidential election of Yanukovych and basically kicked him out. And the Russians in the, came in there and killed people, and a million people rose up to get rid of him. And he, he took tail and ran, and then they had democratic elections. What did they have to pay? What was the price for that besides Ukrainians killed in the streets of Kyiv? He took Crimea. Yeah. You know, and and, and continued his incursion in Donbass, where the Russians killed about 14,000 people, which no one hears about. So this is a brutal dictator. They have a brutal repression by the Russians, political, cyber, and now, you know, their own citizens being killed. And so they're sick and tired of Putin, Russians, and brutality for going on, really, 15 years.
1: All right. So let's bring something into sharp focus here, Uh, Mm -hmm. talking about... The people that now are having to leave their country to seek some modicum of peace and security. Three million refugees now. Now, to put that into the context for everybody, it would be as if every town, city, and uh, person in Arkansas was gone and moved somewhere else.
5: Yeah, there's 44 million people in Ukraine. And as you say, 3 million are now in Moldova, Romania, Poland, and other places in Europe. I met with Ukrainian citizens that live in central Arkansas on Friday. We had an excellent roundtable. They all have family there. They're all concerned about their family. Some family members don't want to leave. Some families have made it to Europe, and they want to know what happens next. So we're trying to provide that help, and if if a listener knows someone in Ukraine or has a Ukrainian relative or friend there, please reach out to my office and let us let us know that. Um, but this is just compounding a crisis in Europe of refugees. Three million here, but don't forget about Syria. Five million people were displaced by Assad and Putin's murder in Syria. They're jammed into Jordan, Turkey, Greece, Italy, all over Europe, And then the North Africans are escaping brutality, communism, and terrorism, and they're crossing the Mediterranean into Europe. So we talk about our southwest border, and it is in crisis, and it is ill-managed, and Biden has uh, done a terrible job, but our friends in Europe are suffering now terribly. Uh, And so that's why part of the money last week, Dave, was humanitarian assistance to help uh, those Ukrainians temporarily um, in Europe. Because we do want to get them back to their country, and by God, I can tell you they want to go back to their
1: country. All right, so uh, let's let's talk about the the eight hundred pound elephant that's sitting in the room with us right now, and that is where do we play in all of this? The, you know, Poland and and these some of these other uh, countries can't take all these people, and there's more coming. Uh, what do we play in in, in all of this?
5: I do suspect uh, that state will set up a temporary protective status or a uh, special visa <laughs> so that family members here who have relatives in Ukraine can use um, when there's some uh, outcome uh, for this. I think what's happening is common sense, right? People think, well, this can't stand, uh, and so it may go 21 days, it might go 31 days, but is it going to go... Uh, interminably, and if it is, you're going to see a much different migration pattern. But if it's temporary, I've got uh, one family that's uh, camped out in an Airbnb in Germany. Uh, They're relatives from Little Rock. Uh, so, and they've got little kids, cousins, you know, who have been, have been put in school because they don't know what's going to happen next. Um, so I think we're in a temporary move, and the humanitarian assistance is geared, obviously, to that. And then you and I heard an amazing emotional presentation uh, over the weekend about the Jews being persecuted in Ukraine. And uh, that was such a touching story about the Jews that now, or this is it, you know, this is it. After Stalin and uh, Hitler and now Putin, enough is enough. And so many, we heard the uh, emotional stories of their now move once and for all to Israel.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and where they go to their to their home country now, and that's uh, that's a very good thing. All right, sixteen after seven, we're going to come back talk more with Congressman Hill about this, and uh, there's more to talk about about this. There's they said that in February inflation was really ten percent not seven and a half percent. So we're going to talk about that and we'll talk about the border. We got a lot to discuss this morning on the Dave Ellswick show. We'll get back with the Congressman in just a moment. Don't forget about, uh, David Lucas financial. He knows you're concerned about the out of control government spending, the soaring inflation, the political unrest, the decline of the U S dollar. They know that you're watching the stock market that you've been seeing a whole lot of red, uh, and very little green. So, uh, Millions of Americans are investing in silver and gold trying to hedge against all of this for their nest eggs. And what does that mean for you? How do you go about doing this? Well, learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets, your IRA, your 401k, your hard earned savings. You need to call 501 222 3315. 501 222 3315. I mean, maybe in the back of your mind, you're saying, Well, do I roll over what I got in my 401k that's dependent on the stock market, put it in the precious metals? Find that out by talking to the folks at David Lucas Financial. They work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country, and you get direct prices from a dealer you can trust. So learn more about buying silver and gold. It's different than buying a stock, okay, when you buy Silver and gold. Call 501 222 3315. That's 501 222 3315. Investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. All right, we continue on with uh, Congressman Hill here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, Congressman, let's talk a little bit about inflation 10% in February. I mean, for people who don't can't put that real quickly into, into easy-to-bite pieces, that means if you went out and bought something for $3 uh, in February, it, it rose to $3.30. That's what it means. I mean, I, I went and bought a gallon of milk, and I was complaining to my wife just last week that it was $4 a gallon. And uh, earlier this week when I bought it, it was $4.08. So it yeah, you know it just keeps on going up.
5: Inflation for 2021 was the highest in 40 years. It got worse basically uh, all along the year of 2021, and uh, just a month ago, gas was three dollars and thirty cents. So and now it's four dollars and thirty cents. So it's up 30 percent in a month. Um, and. That's a challenge to every family, and this is why since the fall of 2020, I have been preaching, please, let's go back to pre-pandemic. Let's stop spending all this money that's not paid for, and let's stop printing this money at the Federal Reserve, because those are the two core reasons why now, over a year later, we're suffering from this inflation, plus the supply chain. Absolutely. There's no doubt that supply chain woes have bid up labor costs because people are not back to work fully, and uh, transportation of goods internationally is more expensive, not only because of fuel but because of broken supply chains and manufacturing. So we understand that. And now uh, Putin's invasion has made that worse, particularly in the fuel arena and in food, because Russia and Belarus control 30% of the wheat and a significant amount of corn, about 11 12% of corn production.
1: Wow. Yeah, people don't know that, do they? I don't think so, and
5: I think you're going to see that. It's particularly going to hit, um means America, Argentina. Uh, we're going to have in Brazil. We're going to have to produce a lot more in order to bring those prices uh, down. <clears throat> and it's going to affect bread prices all over Africa. Uh, you know, those producers, a lot of that wheat goes into bread production for Europe and for Africa. Now, those people are going to be confronted with enormous prices of a staple, something in a, in a diet like bread or corn. Uh, so this is going to have global implications on the cost of food and Putin, again, not tired of killing babies in Syria or children in uh, Ukraine is now interested in contributing to global famine by his invasion to Ukraine.
1: How worried are you that you're hearing, uh, Xi and, uh, Putin had met before the Olympics. We all knew that they had pictures yep. taken, but, uh, some of the things that evidently were talked about. I mean, people have to understand. We got people. We got boots on the ground in intelligence, and they find out this stuff. And uh, now you got the the Chinese saying, "Hey, we'll buy we'll buy up that oil that the United States is not buying. We're going to backfill your military, things of that nature." You know, I'm I'm starting to believe that we're 1935 again.
5: Well, there's no doubt that they have formed a new axis of uh, evil. Uh, They both have uh, something in common, which is they hate uh, the West and hate Europe and hate our values. But China is much, much, much more dependent on uh, the United States and Europe for all of its success, big time. And so they have a much more complicated decision to make than Putin does in my uh, economic viewpoint. And uh, they run the risk of sanctions if they finance and buy Russian oil and give uh, Putin money, give Putin military assistance. Um, they've got to think long and hard about that.
1: Yeah. And you, you got Iran. And what is with the, this president that he doesn't have problems buying oil from dictators?
5: I mean, Biden is is really in Congress by sending uh, emissaries to Iran or to Venezuela to talk about oil when we have uh, 38 billion barrels of proven reserves here in the United States that he has blocked from going into uh, production during 2021, which his war on American energy independence, uh, unless it's 100% renewable, which is just not realistic in, the, in, in many, many years to come. But we're in transition. But Biden could be lowering prices for American consumers right now and helping allies in Asia and Europe if he would unleash American energy instead of talking to the Iranians or the Venezuelans.
1: Yeah, it's, this is kind of getting crazy. I mean, we're over there trying to help the Ukrainians. We're dealing with 3 million people that are leaving Ukraine, and we're dealing with a million people coming across our own border that aren't being vetted. It's it's uh,
5: you can't make this up. But I, I tell people, and I know this is going to be repetitive. But if we, if you and I designed the State of the Union speech uh, Tuesday week ago, we would have said, "And effective on April first, we'll import no more oil from Russia, and we will unleash and take every governmental step. And we're encouraging every American, every company, to get out and produce." American-made energy, uh, and we want to be back to 13 million thirteen million barrels a day, which is where we were before the pandemic. We're down at 11.5 million, mm-hmm. and that's below consumption, and that's why we're importing this oil. That's why we have this Russian oil, and it's all because uh, Biden has this mistaken view that somehow he should import that oil and not invest in the cleanest energy in the world, and that's uh, American-produced oil and natural gas.
1: Yeah. I mean, 30 percent cleaner. That's that's I've read the scientific studies, 30 percent cleaner than anything we can get from Russia, anything we can give in Venezuela and Iran. Finally, Iran t- talks going on and we're not even to Adam. It's the Soviets that or the Rus- Russians that are over there doing doing all of the uh, the work on this. And we're just going to sign off on it.
5: No, we're we're look, this is something Congress has got a lot of We we do not support going back into JCPOA. And we don't support continuing those talks while Russia is invading Ukraine. And so <laughs> there's a, a lot of conversation with uh, Joe Biden to pull out of those talks, put them on pause, go away until the Russians get out of Ukraine. There's no reason to have that conversation. Iran is an enemy of the United States. They're an ally to Russia. And uh, this is a fruitless exercise.
1: Well, I guess I'll just buy an electric car next week. You know, I got fifty grand sitting around. I'll just buy an electric car. What can I yeah, say? Yeah,
5: and that way, all those parts <laughs> that are made in China and all that electricity that's made, but magically, you know, that electricity comes from magic. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't cost any uh, energy like coal. Or- no oil and gas or sun to fuel that car, it just happens by magic. And yeah. the battery, those battery materials are uh, not burning immense carbon footprint to make those batteries. So keep it up. You're doing the right thing.
1: All right. Appreciate it, Congressman. Thank best. you very much. We'll, we'll talk to you before. later. Enjoy the speech today uh, with Zelensky that you all be going to. I'm sure that he'll be hustling off, off to uh, the chamber to take that in. We're going to talk to uh, Congressman Bruce Westerman from District 4 four in just a moment he uh, notified me last night he said, now Dave you know that I can't give you that whole half hour and I said yes sir I know I know you're going to <laughs> you you want to get your seat and I mean and I and I was kind of joking with him I said make sure you take a big bucket big bucket of popcorn in with with you and a diet coke and and enjoy <laughs> enjoy the spectacle but uh yeah i'm looking forward to seeing uh Zelensky and hearing what he has to say to congress so is he we'll talk about that when we come back don't forget you can hear Zelensky's address to the congress the joint uh congress the senate and the house at eight o'clock right here at one oh one one fm uh the answer right now though We're going to find out what's going on uh, in the rest of the world on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we'll uh, be hearing from Congressman Westerman in just a moment. Give him a chance uh, to give us a call. I'm sure he'll be on his cell phone because he's making his way to the chamber now uh, for Zelensky's speech to that joint uh, chamber of commerce uh, Congress that's going to happen uh, between the House and the Senate. We'll carry it for you live right here in about 25 minutes on 101.1 FM, uh, The Answer. Don't forget about uh, protecting your home or your business. I mean, crime is up. It's just, you know, there's no lying about that. It is definitely up. And you want to make sure that you've taken every uh, avenue you can to protect yourself and your business and your home. Uh ICU protection can do that for you, help you with it. ICU protection uh protection com is owned by Billy Mack. He's been doing this since the 90s. He can help you. Uh you want cameras? He can put cameras on your house, 1080p cameras so that uh the pictures are just crystal clear, no problems and uh give good really true detection uh with their analytics. Tell you if it's a person, animal, car, gust of wind that you're, it's picking up, does residential, does commercial. 501 205 1333. is them number to call him. 501 205 1333. And know that you'll pay for the service, but you will not pay for the hardware. That's on him. The service is on you. 501 205 1333. That's Billy Mack, owner of ICU protection llc.com all right let's get back to uh, washington dc bruce westerman is with us congressman westerman district four congressman i know that you're making your way to the chamber and uh, looking uh, to hear from Zelensky over in ukraine what what's your thoughts right now what are what are some things i asked this of of congressman hill what would you like to hear? you know you're going to hear no fly zone and all that, but what other things would you like to hear today?
3: Well, I hope he can tell us that uh, they're they're holding strong there, you know the reports are saying that uh, he, he thinks they're closer to uh, to a deal with Putin, which a deal with Putin is really uh, no deal at all, but I think he's going to ask for uh, more equipment, you know more. Uh, airplanes and uh, anti-aircraft missiles, um, Stinger rockets. I think he's going to ask for all of that, um, which I believe those are the things we need to be uh, sending his way.
1: Yeah, it should have been sending them a lot uh, sooner than what we ended up doing it. Uh, Yesterday I heard that the number of refugees now has reached 3 million. That's as if the whole state of Arkansas was displaced.
3: Yeah, that's a phenomenal number. I saw that as well. Uh, so there's going to be a, a lot of requests for uh, humanitarian aid. Uh, you know, The thing I'm really worried about in Ukraine is Russia cutting off uh, supply lines, not just supply lines to get uh, armaments in there, but supply lines for food and medical supplies, uh, which, you know, in the military strategy, that's what uh, Putin's probably aiming to do. Yeah. yeah, because I think he thought he I think he thought it would be over by now, which is encouraging that it's not.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really sad when you consider for just a moment. We just had the the Russians bomb within two miles of Polish border uh, destroying and, uh, you know, a, a landing strip that's going to be used was and was being used for just that supplies uh, to the ukrainian people i mean if he cuts all of that off i mean the only way to do it is to go over the road and uh, i don't know if i want to be driving a convoy across the war zone well
3: you saw some more journalists uh killed over there so i mean to say Putin's a thug is giving him a, a compliment he's a he's a war criminal and i don't know when or where he's going to get justice, but someday, uh, he's, he's going to pay for his transgression, And I hope that, uh, the whole world's able to witness that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I got to agree. I'm going to ask you one more question cause I know that you need to get to your seat so that you can hear, uh, Zelensky. And that has to do with inflationary numbers. We hear that February was really 10%, not seven and a half percent. And, uh, what are we going to do to get this president to do something to stop this?
3: Uh, you know, to get him to do something, I don't. I don't know that he is. I think he's sold out to the far left. Uh, I'm hearing more and more Democrats wanting to do something. Um, you know, I was just at our uh, GOP conference meeting. They presented some some poll data that was unbelievable how how far the Democrats and Biden are tanking right now. So there's going to be political pressure for Congress to do something. Uh, We have a lot of bills uh, to, uh, you know, promote domestic energy production. I'm walking by the protesters now, so if you're hearing something in the background, that's what that is. Okay. And uh, so, We've we've got to get our domestic energy production up. We've got to get American productivity up, and that's how you solve the problem of inflation. Because you the the simple definition is you got more demand than you have supply, and it drives prices up. So we've got to uh, increase that uh, supply because the demand's not going to go away.
1: Go. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go ahead and get inside and find your seat. Do you got your box? You got your pail of popcorn with you?
3: <laughs> I don't know how much popcorn there will be, and I, I think we're actually meeting in the congressional auditorium, so they can broadcast the uh, oh, okay, the video, which I think all the news outlets are going to be privy to that as well. So it'll be kind of like it's in the House chamber, but it'll it'll be in the congressional auditorium
1: okay so we'll be carrying we'll be carrying that speech as well live here on 101.1 fm uh the answer so we'll be hearing it at the same time you are and uh, i'll be looking forward to talking to you in the future and finding out what you thought about it thanks a lot congressman we'll let you go and, and get yourself ready thank you thank you dave all Good right congressman Bye-bye. westerman here on the dave ellswick mm-hmm. show and uh, as you can hear it's Probably pretty crazy where he's at right now. I, I appreciate that he took the time uh, to, to talk to us about that. But that's coming up at 8 o'clock. We are going to be talking, or not talking, we're going to be listening to Zelensky's presentation, anchored coverage uh, for us here at uh, Salem at one oh one one FM. The answer, we believe that you need to hear it. We're going to bring it to you live, and uh, you can uh, hear it. The same way your congressmen are hearing it, and your senators are hearing it, right here on uh, our radio station. We'll be back to do more on this in just a moment. Let's take our uh, our final break, and we'll get that out of the way and uh, and ready uh, for everything that's coming up here in the next uh, few moments. Don't forget about East End Towing; they're ready to handle your problem. You find yourself in a problem where you need a tow, you need a battery change, you need to get your keys uh, unlocked out of your car, things of that nature. East End Towing does all of that. They just don't tow. They service you as well. Give them a call, 501-888-8849, 501-888-8849. Look, I've seen their tow trucks driving all over central Arkansas. The ones that that, uh, tow cars, the ones that can uh, pull a truck, I, I see the the pickup trucks that they go out and take care of the batteries and the flat tires and stuff. Again, 501-888-8849, that's the number to call for east in towing. All right, so let me kind of ramp up the end of the show here and uh, let you know exactly what's going to be happening. At the uh, top of the hour, we're going to uh, go to uh, Congress and we're going to broadcast the Zelensky speech live here on the air. Now, from what I understand, we'll join it raw. What that means, we won't have a a person, an anchored person there to, to walk us into it. So we will have raw coverage, and then we have an anchor that will join us at the end of uh, the presentation. So we have complete anchor coverage at the end of uh, this uh, historic address. That's going to happen uh, today at 8 o'clock. I, I'm excited that this is going to, uh, that we're going to be able to carry this for you because we really want you to know what Zelensky is saying. You've heard both Congressman Hill and, and Congressman Westerman talk a little bit about what they're hoping they're going to hear uh, from Zelensky. Congressman uh, Hill is wanting to know what are some of these talks that are going on with Russia Uh, Are do they look like they're going to be fruitful? Congressman Westerman, you know, he says, yeah, you might strike a deal, but, you know, is Putin going to keep it kind of thing? So, you know, how are they holding up? Uh, How 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 are they doing as far as protecting their country, fighting uh, for their freedom? And uh, I'm sure they'll be talking about humanitarian aid as I mentioned in both of the interviews with our congressman uh 3 million people now have been displaced out of the ukraine and that that's just going to go up that is going to go up there's 44 million people uh in the ukraine uh so what are they going to do in these other countries with 3 million people poland's already said they don't have any more room they're done uh they're they're now uh, you know sending people down South of Romania and areas like that, uh, and and when are they going to be filled up? And and then what? Are, where are what part are we going to p- play as far as that? There's a lot of questions to be answered about this. And Congressman Hill thought that there would be uh, for people from the Ukraine here in the United States uh, that they could vet fairly easily. That we would see some of their family come here to uh, the United States and uh, they'll give them some fast track ability to be able to do that. You know, that's what, you know, bringing people in when you say you're, you're under duress and you're, you know, for political persecution and stuff, that's what, you know, you're seeing what that is all about now. You know, there, there are other countries that this kind of stuff goes on in and it's up to the free world to help out as much as we possibly uh, can. That's why just people wanting to, you know, I I just want to come to the United States because I want a better job, doesn't cut it as much as it does for these people whose lives are at stake. Uh, Congressman Hill did make this statement uh, about uh, the Honor Israel uh, night that we had over at Agape Church uh, on Sunday. I went to that sat and listened to the speakers. But, yeah, he was right. One of the more moving moments of that evening uh, was when Happy Chandler got up there, former pastor there. You know, Scott is, Stewart is now the uh, senior pastor at Agape. But um, Happy Chandler got up there and talked about an organization that is paying the money to uh, get people on planes that are Ukrainian Jews and bringing them to Israel. So they're bringing more people to their that that country uh as well, and uh showing the people leaving the first plane that had landed there in Tel Aviv uh to bring those people from that war uh war torn area and it really amazing to see the little kids I'm talking three four five years old walking down uh the steps from the airplane and into a new life, and at least a a life that they've got some comforts and some safety, and know that they're going to be able to eat and have clean water. That's that that's a that's a win. That's a big big win, and uh, uh, proud of the work that's being done there as well. And I'm sure we're going to see some of that happen uh, here in Arkansas, because as you heard uh, Congressman Hill talk about, we've got a contingent of Ukrainians that live here in central Arkansas, uh, that they're going to want to get some of their family members, you know, out of that hellhole hole over there right, right now. So, uh, you know, what is the future going to bring? I mean, there's a lot of questions that's going on right now in in the geopolitical realm of the world. When you got China and Russia talking to each other and, and helping each other out, you, you've got a serious axis that is form, forming there of evil. I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I don't trust the Russians. I don't trust the Chinese. The Chinese, to me, is the biggest and bigger existential threat that we have out there, uh, not glo- not global climate change. Now you all can think of, there's some of you that think that that is the ultimate challenge, and it, it is not. Not at this exact moment. Not to say that we don't pay attention to things that might be affecting, uh, you know, Mother Earth, but I got to tell you, uh, you better pay you know be pay, pay, paying attention to what the Chinese are up to, and what are they going to do if uh, the the world really screws up this whole uh, Ukraine mess, and uh, we we decide we can't do anything because Russia has some nuclear weapons. What happens if China invades Taiwan? What do we do then? You know, fighting may have to come down to, it. you've got to fight to to stop this kind of aggression. And I know there's a lot of people who go, oh, no, Dave, you can't do that. They may launch. Well, you can't let yourself be blackmailed the whole time. Sooner or later, just telling you, it's a decision that's going to have to be made. Take the chance. You know, do you think that they'll blow everybody up and, and blow themselves up in the process? I doubt it. So it's it's something that uh, it's going to have. There's people have a much higher pay grade than I have that are considering those questions. I'm sure uh, right now and have got to uh, figure out some answers. Because there's other countries that are right there with the Ukraine that, uh, you know, Russia might roll after it gets done with Ukraine, might roll right into these other countries. Adovia and some of the other countries that are over there. What happens, the ones that aren't members of NATO, what happens to them? What happens to Scandinavia? They're not members of NATO, some of those countries. You know, Sweden, are they next in the Soviets' uh, crosshairs? Who knows? Who knows what Putin's going to do? He's a nut job. He's, uh, you know, he's put all of his chips into the middle of the table. That's where uh, where he's put them right now. All right, something on a little bit more a uh, happier note than just talking about Ukraine, and that is the uh, bumper to bumper annual car show that's coming up, and that's going to be on April the thirtieth. That's a Saturday. And it will start at 10 a.m., go to 2 p.m. Uh, we do this with bumper to bumper every year, haven't for the last two because of COVID. But uh, this year, uh, we're looking forward to doing this and are excited about it. Uh, we can do about 206 cars. I think that's what they said. Uh, what you need to do now is go ahead and get yourself registered. You can do it now by going to BTB. Uh, AutoParts.com, btbautoparts.com, and registering your car for $20. All the registration fees uh, are going directly to benefit the Ronald McDonald House Charities over there by uh, the Children's Hospital. So know that they're going for a really good cause. There's going to be a raffle at the show for two Green Mountain Ledge grills, each one around $900. Those, those those are expensive grills, so you can look for that. There's going to be a, a swag given away by all the bumper-to-bumper Bumper certified service centers that will be there. You hear them every Saturday and Thursday here on the Dave Ellswick Show. So they'll be giving stuff away. Uh, if you got yourself registered, you need to show up at 7 o'clock on the day of the show. Uh, that is over at the Conway Expo Center, twenty five oh five East Oak Street, and uh, show up there so that you can get uh, your parking place and and all of that. Don't show up late; uh, parking places may have disappeared by then, or the kind of parking place you want to get. There'll be all kinds of uh, classes. We'll go from pre nineteen forty nine all the way through the present, and uh, the the awards will be best to show, best truck, best muscle car. Best original, best rat rod, best vet, best off-road, all right, that uh, you can get in on. And the best to show winner will win a $1,000 Visa card, a $1,000 Visa card, and the winner will be announced at 2 o'clock. What that means is that you don't have to wait around, you know, 3, 4 o'clock or Wait till you get called. They're going to make the announcement who the best of the show is at two o'clock at the end of the show. So it's all being brought to you by Bumper to Bumper and the Bumper to Bumper Certified Service uh, Centers. Uh, It's an indoor show for the most part. There's going to be door prizes. Again, remember to raffle off two Green Mountain Ledge grills uh, for you and a thousand dollar gift card for the best in show and uh, best of awards for a lot of different Uh, Categories. You'll want to be there. Register now, BTBAutoparts.com. I'm out of time. Let's take a break. Tomorrow, uh, I'm going to have Pat Davis on. We're going to talk about health insurance and how you can save that 30 to 50%, no copays, big deductible busters, and all of that. It's all about saving money in the first hour of the Dave Ellswick show tomorrow. And then Joe and and some other folks will jump, jump in with us at 7 o'clock. And we'll talk about how to make sure your car is running at its most efficient level so that you get the best gas mileage for that $3.89 gas that you're putting in it. You don't want to be wasting it. You want to be getting the most that you can get out of it. I'm Dave Ellswick. Thanks for being with us. The Zelensky speech is coming up right straight ahead here on 101.1 FM, The Answer.